welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and uh, everybody who... I'm trying to think of a way to... Uh, you know what? It's your fault we didn't have an episode last week. It's your <laughs> fault! Everybody who ruined us having an episode last week. It is episode 110 of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, FM 99 of the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. That's never going to change. No. Uh, hey, by the way, we're okay. Thanks for the emails. Yeah, uh. we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> last week just didn't work out because I had some days, some days off. Things have been a little chaotic here at the stadium, the studio. Where yeah. when we say technical <laughs> issues, we are not kidding. If the levels sound jacked today, I, I apologize. It's yeah. just this room is weird because because his microphone is working, but we're, like I am not one hundred percent sure that it is. <laughs> yeah, we're in a very different room this week. I mean, am I still coming up on there? No, oh, you are. You are. But, but but we done it in here before. We're like yeah, we didn't do anything weird. and you went away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But in any event. Uh, we are FM99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. Find us lots of different places. Facebook.com slash ESPR99. On the Twitter, at ESPR99. And you can email us, ESPR at FM99.com. Uh, there are a lot of changes going on here this week. They're doing a lot of technical fixes in the studio and the station. And so we're in a different room. So for that sake, and we had a little conversation. Yeah. The show, when we're not doing a review or a preview or something like that, is pretty repetitive. It's Raw and SmackDown were disappointing. And that's what we do for about 40 <laughs> minutes. So we decided we're going to try and shorten this up a little bit. The episodes that aren't reviews and previews, we're going to talk a little bit about, we'll talk about big stuff in the news or, you know, the, the what's making the rounds as far as the rumors uh, or big uh, wrestling news. And uh, we'll just keep those a little more condensed episodes between the reviews and the previews, at least until AEW starts in the fall, yeah. and then maybe we'll have a little more to talk about. We can spice it up a little bit when yeah. we go talk about television. Yeah, because last week all we would have said about Raw reunion was, well, they had all these people on there, and they did, you know, right in the middle of a SummerSlam push, and you have none of your biggest old stars interact yeah. with your biggest new stars. And I feel like you did nothing for anybody, and it ends up being, I feel like every week we come out and we say, Raw sucked! You know, and it's it. We we struggled to find a couple of things we liked. Yeah. So I don't want to do that every week. I want no. to talk about other things. I want to talk about things we can be excited no. about or discuss. But I will say overall, it's the most Heyman hands-on show that they've had. See, I'm not sure. I'm not. Y- sure You don't about think that. The, the pregnant angle, the uh, the the big brawl at the end because it wasn't the match. I mean, the pregnant angle's old. That's happened happening for a few weeks. It's not new. That, that has... Well, but her having the title and then I maybe maybe not. I don't know. Vince yeah. says we're gonna get edgier content. And I don't know that it has anything to do with Heyman, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, and, I, and, they, I, and they remembered Becky had attitude. So I, to a degree, <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like, I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on any of this yet. So that's if, where all the nuts. If are. this is Heyman's <laughs> version of Raw, I'm really, I'm really disappointed. But uh, look, we'll we'll stay away from that for now. Yeah, because uh, you can tell we weren't huge fans. No, but uh, we are going to dive right into. Uh, well, I guess we'll the biggest news we have this yeah. week. So I guess if you, I, I did he even have theme music? Or was he well, yeah, um, you know, I, I I don't know if he had like the same music that Jerry Lawler had right uh, around that time. If it was the uh, the gates of the Great Gates of Kiev, uh, ex- right. uh, ex- pictures at an exhibition, right? Uh, but uh, I he that may have been the only theme music that he had, which is a classical piece. So so right. so I can feature that. Yes, that, which we will, and you're probably hearing it as we speak. Yes, and the passing of Harley Race. A true legend in the wrestling business. Badass. Uh, oh, one a man who was known <laughs> by everybody as a huge badass. He uh, passed away at the age of seventy-six. Is that what it was? I believe that that he. Well, all the stories you away. brought up, you don't have. <laughs> well, no, I don't. Uh, I, I, I don't. I actually seventy-six. Don't have his, yes. Okay, I thought he was seventy-six years old. Uh, the wrestling world, of course, pouring out some, you know their support for the family and friends, mourning the passing of uh, a true legend in uh, in uh, Harley Race, man who's. Credited with actually like 
creating so many moves and so many, you know. Yeah. I mean, the, the, that jumping knee Triple H does, yes. that's a Harley Race move. The diving headbutt, that's a Harley Race move. Which He's is hard to believe it's that. that guy, but it's him. Yeah. yeah, it really is hard to believe that. Yeah. It's him. He uh, referred to himself as the cock of the walk. That was him. He knew he could walk down any street and know that he was the toughest man there. He could beat up any man in the world on any street because he had the guts to back it up. And anybody would tell you that was the God's honest truth. He was from a time when you needed to actually be tough in case somebody challenged you. You couldn't let your promotion look weak during the territory days if somebody tried to challenge you. And uh, he was a tough, tough SOB. And he had the most championships before Flair beat him. Yeah, he was a seven-time or eight-time? Uh, eight-time eight, eight, eight world champion. Eight-time NWA, NWA champion. NWA champion and with the title changing with Flair and stuff. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the latter end of his career. Right. Uh, well, he really helped He helped make Flair. Yeah. With, the, with their feuds. Yeah. So you had a lot of outpouring of support. Vince McMahon uh, said Harley Race was literally the king of his profession for 25 years. Long live the king. I if mean, you're if you're gonna give anybody the king gimmick at that time, right? He was the man that had that gimmick, absolutely. Because he because he, he didn't need this. I mean, Bobby Heaton did the talking for him, which I think even helped him out because you're like he's the king, and then you got this guy that's just yeah, you know, doing the speaking for him. And that's how Harley couldn't cut a promo because Harley could cut a promo, absolutely. But he could. did. But he was in such a role that he didn't need to. Yeah. I mean, it's just that because you're that. Uh, did you have any memories of Harley? I, I know uh, because of our age differences, I'm gonna have See, more. I don't near. have I don't have a lot of memories of Harley. I've seen him wrestle Flair just yeah. from stuff you can find online and everything. Uh, I've seen the odd match with Harley, and he was no doubt fantastic. Yeah, but it's hard for me to find things that I have a hard time getting invested if I can't find the things leading up to the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you can't that that's hard to do sometimes. Right. I'll I'll go through a few quick ones. Um, okay. when he was the king of WWE, I remember his coronation. Yeah, the match against JYD at WrestleMania three. Okay, uh, he was a great bump guy. WrestleMania four took some crazy bumps. Surprisingly, a big, a good bump guy. And right around that time, he had the the to me one of his best his best WWE match was Hulk Hogan Saturday Night's main event. The bumps this dude took, he, uh, just going through a table. This is 1988, no, by the way. He was no small man. No, he was no small man, and he could bump. Yeah, which was impressive. Go go find that match in the network. It is well worth watching. And the other part about that match is funny is that like Vince McMahon and like Jesse Ventura, like oh he could upset Hulk Hogan. I mean, it was just because of like okay, maybe the common person didn't know like Harley's background at the time, and I didn't know until a couple years later. But go watch that match. Uh, the battle against Haku at the Rumble in '89 was fun. And then he wrestled the Great American Bash the last match. I think I forget who who he fought, but he had the old tights with the crown on him. Uh, and, J- and JR is doing commentary like, oh, he must be a fan of the Sacramento Kings. And just to cover up the fact that, you know, he because he was in WCW yeah, at that you point. Couldn't get away with calling him the King Harley yeah, Race at yeah. that point. Yeah. Uh, his, his run as Vader's manager was outstanding. That was great. Yeah, it was Cause, good for Vader. Because you want to talk about promos. Yeah. Damn. Uh, and I mean, Vader good stuff. Could cut a promo, he but could. They all, they, but they were all kind of the same. But yeah, but but kind of like the role of like you know Heaton talking for Race, right. now Race talking for Vader, and just selling that, and ch- just to me made Vader more of a, a, a badass as well. Yeah. And a few years ago, uh, God, I don't know, like it had to be more. It was more than ten years ago, maybe. That's more than a few days. Fifteen years ago. Okay. Uh, there was a show at the Khadib Shrine. Okay. And yeah. Har- Harley Race was at the show, not wrestling, but he came to the show. So he came to the radio station here. Oh, cool. And uh, he he told some stories where I wish was like you know like we don't need to like do anything else today we could just hear Harley Race tell stories, um, but just hearing him talk and telling these stories in that gruffy voice and everything oh man, um, that I remembered he put me in the front face lock hurt like hell and <laughs> 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 it's like that dude was tough and then um, 
you know, uh, but so I just remember that. And and this is needs because I just at the time it's like, man, that dude sacrificed his body and um, and just, you know, in a hard time walking. Didn't walk with a cane or anything, but like I don't know how many knee surgeries he had. But uh, you could just tell that he was a legend. And uh, just thank you for everything, Harley Race. And there's some stuff on the network, you know, and a lot of it predates us. But uh, you can find some of the 80s stuff, which is maybe more. Um, right. What, what's the word I'm looking for? More. Um, I'd, uh, I'm not sure. What well, he's, I mean, it's a different kind of wrestling, like the, the from like the early oh, the okay. 80s. So it might be a little more uh, palatable for people who are used to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So go, go watch the Hogan match. The JYD match. I mean, he isn't great. And the Haku match isn't bad because he does take some crazy bumps. For a dude that's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, just to your point about how respected he was, Ric Flair, today we lost not only a great personal friend, but in my estimation, the one and only real world champion. Without Harley Race, there was no Ric Flair. I tried my hardest every day to live up to his standard in the ring. He will be greatly missed, but always remembered by myself and so many others, the stories of Harley Race will live on forever. Rest in peace, my friend. Again, he helped make Ric Flair. Yeah. So I think I think Flair's right. Without Harley Race, I don't know that you have Ric Flair that we know today. Yeah. In the I guess it's one of the Flair documentaries where they talk about you know, and it was the odd city because it was like in Kansas City or wherever it was. Like the uh, we're going to do it in the Midwest instead of in the South where Flair wins the title. But but they do talk about this having that happen. I, I still thought the timing of that was weird. But looking back in retrospect, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, but you can go find anybody, uh, any number of people uh, offering condolences online. Uh, Dave, uh, if we have you know, the opportunity, I'd, you know, classic Harley Race stuff here. Maybe we could take a listen, a little bit of a tribute to Harley Race. Just real quick, uh, we'll take a listen to that. Right here, Daddy, is the Muhammad Ali of it all. I am the cock of the walk. I am the man that can walk down any street anywhere in the world and say that I can beat any man in the world and have the guts to back it up. Right here it is, Thunderbolt, 10 pounds of pure gold. Come and get it. Come and take your beating because I want to show you and your people and everyone else that's going to witness who the daddy is. I didn't come to the WWF to go down to George the Animal Steel, the absolute goof of professional wrestling. Now, Harley Race, you have been out here and telling myself, all the fans, that you are the legitimate king of wrestling. And what better way to back up your words than in the King of the Ring tournament? I'll show you all the way through the tournament, from the bottom, through George the Animal Steel, through the winner of the uh, whatever the match is, Roddy Piper, Don Morocco, right on up through the list. It don't make a damn to me because I am the king. And on that note, after this uh, look, our, our look here at uh, Harley Race and the, the legend he was, yeah. uh, there's never been anybody more deserving so of a uh, 10-bell salute, so we'll... Offer a 10-bell salute to the late, great Harley Race, and we'll be back. Remember to contact the guys at ESPR at FM99.com with all your comments, topics, and thoughts. But please, keep the fan fiction to yourselves. You can also follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Just search ESPR99.
And we're back, and we are still. This, I guess, would technically be the the main crux of the show. We'll have to get new music for this. Is for it's because yeah. I mean, it's not really. I guess <laughs> it's kind of news, but a lot of this is going to be speculation and rumor roundups and gossip and 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 kind of just talking. Stuff. Yeah, the juicy. Making yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some juicy music. You like that? Yeah, I like it. Give yeah. me juicy music. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll never say those words again. <laughs> we'll start with uh, The Undertaker, uh, because apparently The Undertaker, it's being reported, has signed another big contract with the WWE. Really? He pulled from Star. He was pulled from StarCast 2 all of a sudden, which a lot of people were surprised by. Yeah. Um, because he was you know, expected to make an appearance there. But it says that uh, fans shouldn't expect to see The Undertaker work for any other promotion except for WWE for the foreseeable future. And this is according to uh, WrestlingNews.com. Uh, earlier this uh, year, reported that blah, 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 blah. They signed him. Apparently, they made him such an offer, he just couldn't turn it down as far as how much money it was. And it doesn't say anything about the amount of con- uh, dates he'll be working, but it does make him essentially only able to do WWE dates yeah. at this point. So, that being said, we're going to get the dead man for how long? Will he actually be in the ring? I don't know. They said that it's not technically a lifetime contract, but it's for so many years that for all intents and purposes... It's a lifetime contract. Yeah, he's a guy that deserves it for everything that he has met for them. And if it's just a special occasion, if it's more extreme rules and less super showdown, then I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Please. So uh, for the foreseeable future, the Undertaker is uh, sticking with WWE. Uh, we got some more rumors flowing around, if you will. Uh, we heard uh, CM Punk got interviewed about AEW and this that and the other thing recently because he's made. Uh, he said he's going to be at the. Um, they got a show coming up in Chicago. Don't the, they? Oh, what is it? Uh, they do have a show coming out and do, do it coming up in Chicago, all out. Yeah, that's the big thing. And he recently, CM Punk, has signed on for uh, the event around that. I can't remember the name of it. Um, help me. What's it called, Dave? Uh, Starcast Three. Maybe that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that, the, that's the thing the Undertaker yeah. was supposed to be yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. So in any event, uh, he is he's going to be a part of that, which is a big deal. People didn't expect him to make that appearance. Nobody expected him to be involved in anything in wrestling, but so everybody thought, ooh, ooh, he's being a part of StarCast, which is kind of loosely tied into AEW, so maybe that means that he's going to be appearing at All Out, which is in Chicago, so everybody's assuming CM Punk going to be a part of it. He said that he never... There's been no real talks between him and uh, AEW. He said that somebody texted him an offer or something like that, but he he doesn't like doing text offers like that. He thinks it's disrespectful. Cody kind of shot back about that. Because he was like, yeah, no, we've talked to him, you know what I mean? And we've texted him, and, we, you know, but so there's been that. Apparently some people in AEW, a little upset about Punk's comments. Uh, Jericho's gone so far as to say, if uh, you know, would it be cool if Punk came in? Yeah, but we don't need him. I, and know, I got to agree with Punk, I, or with uh, Jericho. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with him that, because right, right now he becomes a distraction. He becomes a distraction, I think, if he's there. It's almost like, you know, like the guy in the locker room, it's like, you know, for any sport where it's like, well, he's controversial off the field, and it's like, well, do you want this guy creating distraction in the locker room or, or right. whatever else? It's more about that. You know, it's not just the business side because he'll be good for business, but do you want to deal with, you know, some of the other stuff? Right. No, I completely agree. You know, and where's the A.G. Lee rumors? You know, what's she doing? Yeah, I, I, I'd I, imagine she's probably staying far away from actual wrestling at yeah. this point. Um, and I don't blame her. She seems to be doing very successful with uh, – she's got her book thing going on, uh, yep. Crazy is My Superpower and everything, and that seems to be going well for her, so good for her. Um, staying with the AEW theme, uh, last week's conference call or financial call with Vince McMahon and all of them at WWE, he referred to All Elite Wrestling as uh, blood and guts. And he kind of – condescendingly is how he spoke about them. Cody Rhodes kind of took exception to that when he did an interview recently because he was like – 
what were you thinking before you said that? He said, because what do you think your company's built on? He was like the blood and guts of these other performers. I mean, like, that's what all of this is built on. That's the history of this business. And I think Cody, without directly saying it, like, quite like, um, uh, at least not the same words I'm using, is saying that maybe that's why Vince doesn't get it anymore because he's forgotten what the business is yeah. at this point. He's, he, Vince. He he doesn't seem to be in tune with wrestling anymore. Well, is it more? What's more like? Uh, I want to say like like uh, sanitized. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for because it is. I mean, you did see some blood up from Seth Rollins on Monday, but like you don't really see it as much because it is more presented as well. It's more you know friendly or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, and it's like and then Cody and Dustin are fighting. And there's blood all over the place and all this stuff and. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, I and I mean that's extreme. You know what I mean. And they said that that's not going to be every week on yeah. on AEW or anything like that. If they said anything like hardcore like that or any of that is really going to be reserved for big shows. Yeah, um, but that's what it used to be. It used to be like the main event. Like you, that's where the blood would come out. Yeah, yeah. That, that would like signify like oh these guys really you know don't like each other. I think I think there's an argument made for both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you should talk down about either one just yeah. because they make the decision to do it a certain way. Now, I don't think Cody was talking down about the business of WWE because he said numerous times they're not trying to fight WWE. They're just trying to change pro wrestling again, you know, to kind of bring it back and make it exciting again. Yeah. Because he's not wrong in the estimation that there's people aren't excited about wrestling. You know, but AEW has some buzz. We'll see what they can do when their show starts on October 2nd, I believe. Yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I mean, I'm intrigued, if nothing else, when that show starts. And the, uh, where's, where's that first taping? I just I, uh, DC, DC. That's yep. it, yeah. They also said at that first uh, that first show on October second, they said that it's going to debut, or they're going to have the crowning of the first AEW Women's Championship. Wow, or the Women's Champion. Uh, that's so we'll good. figure out who that's going to be yeah. uh, at that uh, that first broadcast. So that'll be interesting to see who gets that. Um, I'm very excited about that. We know they've got their stuff are all out coming and just a lot of, a lot of hype around AEW at the moment. I really hope they can keep the momentum going because it is a brand that I'm, I'm interested in after watching some of their shows. Now, going back to WWE talk, uh, apparently if you watch SmackDown, Roman Reigns is on his way out to the ring. He gets this thing. I don't even know what to call it really like, uh, structure of some kind in the back. It's like a shelving, like storage thing. And it, like, gets pushed over on top of him. And, like, oh, no. And it's this big cliffhanger of what happened to Roman and who was it? Who did it? I don't care. Um, it just wasn't all that interesting to me. But Scaffolding, maybe? Maybe that's what it technically was called. I'm not sure. But I remember just seeing it. The rumor is that it's Daniel Bryan. Because Daniel Bryan is going to be Roman Reigns' opponent for SummerSlam. Ah, with, like, a week left to push the show. Yeah, with, like, a week left to push the show. Because, you know, we couldn't bother to do it any sooner. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with the match. Yeah, but this yeah. is why none of your matches matter because we don't get to get invested in them. Yeah, you don't give us a reason to have any real investment in these stories. Because this is a story of like, oh, Roman, you t- you know, you want to talk about taking spots? Like what you know when yeah. they, they wouldn't let me wrestle a couple of years ago, and you know, you came in. And- yeah, this should this this storyline should have happened a few weeks ago. Yeah, and it should have been playing out like a who done it leading up to SummerSlam when we get the reveal. Uh, not at SummerSlam, but you know, leading up to you know at least a week or two of who done it, trying to Roman trying to figure out who was out to get him, and then finally you get the reveal that it was Daniel Bryan, and you have time to explain your motives, and you have time to because now they're going to try and cram everything next week on the yeah. go home show, well, which is weird because they updated the, by the way the WWE story, yes. talking about this incident that says it's not been determined that the incident in question was specifically caused by a forklift driver error. 
Okay, whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, everything they did on Monday, I thought like, oh, this is going to lead to a big tag match, and like I, I, I can go with that because because you got some guys that can go, you know, you get the good brothers and and and, and Samoa Joe, whatever, fighting you know, Usos and and Cedric Alexander and uh, and uh, and Roman and stuff. I figured, okay, that's going to be their match because you just spent twenty minutes on that, and now nothing's going to happen from that. That's what it seems like. Um, <sighs> okay. Another rumor circulating around uh, <laughs> SummerSlam. You ready for this? Yeah. Dolph Ziggler's opponent. Did you hear about that? Oh, it's it's The Miz, right? No, it's not The Miz. What? Even it's not The Miz. Sense. But they oh, announced it. So right? it must be Shawn Michaels because he super kicked Shawn Michaels. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. I thought that's where they were going with it. It's this. not Shawn Michaels either, it's apparently. It's not Shawn Michaels. No, supposedly it's Goldberg. <laughs> Which would make a certain level of sense considering how he's been cutting his promos. He has been calling him out. Repeatedly. Yeah. He works his name into like every promo. So like it makes a certain level of sense. But again, why are we waiting this long for the I with you know, with this one I can almost maybe understand it because they don't want to give the crowd time to dump on Goldberg beforehand. And he he still gets the cheap pop. But will he after that horrible match he had? With the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, uh, Undertaker redeemed himself at the. Uh, yes, he did, but that's Undertaker, who's far more beloved than yeah, Goldberg. That's good um, uh, now, this being said, I expect more action. Uh, I expect it to go better with Dolph Ziggler, but I think maybe this limits Goldberg's exposure at that point, and it also, I mean, it's just because he's talking s about him. He shows up. It's a one. It's probably a one-hit wonder. It's fine. You know what I mean? This is just a. This is just a star match where we're just going to have a it's a, the sizzle in the steak, you know what I mean? Um, but still, it, it, they just rushed everything. I mean, they just rushed uh, again, Trish and Charlotte and all this other stuff that's like, hey, we got to oh, wait to the show. Trish and Charlotte, yeah, great. Again, two weeks out, we're yeah. like, oh, yeah, by the way, Trish and Charlotte's happening. <laughs> and it's like, well, that should have taken some time to build up. But no, no, we're going to rush that as well. But Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg, I'm like, that could have been a fun little feud. And, yeah. and, and you the Miz thing, okay, but we're not getting a Miz match, which I'm actually okay with. I've seen enough of those two against each other. Yeah. The Shawn Michaels super kick. Man, I was sold. Shawn Michaels, he, he had that terrible tag match, and he wants to redeem himself. <laughs> you know, that can't be his last match. I get it, right? Ziggler would be a great guy to have a match against because he could really have a great match, you know? And then it's like, no, not him either. We're going to wait till the week beforehand. And, if, and then again, rumors, if it's Goldberg, then you'll find out it's Goldberg. Yeah. What? You know, the only thing I can think is somehow, it, 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 what, and what's this really going to be? Goldberg's going to show up, spear him, jackhammer, and it's going to be all over. That's what's it going to be, yeah. Essentially what he did to it, Kevin Owens. Exactly. You know? Now, now, does the Miz get, like, beat up next week, I guess? Is that what's going to happen? Someone's going to attack him like, ah, you're not wrestling at SummerSlam. Or maybe Sean again or something. I don't know. Something will happen. Uh, but you know what's funny is this match got spoiled, apparently, because Matt Riddle spoiled it. Oh, no. Because he tweeted out a picture of Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg with the SummerSlam marquee th- matchup thing. Whoops. And he said, make it a triple threat, bro. It's what the people want. Because he's been calling out Goldberg forever. Yeah. Like, is he he doesn't like Goldberg. They don't get along um, in real life. He is not a fan of Goldberg. That's going to cost him. Yeah, I'm worried it might because if that's the case and he spoiled that, he will get some heat for that. Yeah. You know, especially – Especially not if he had just shared it being like, wow, this is going to be crazy or something like that. That would have been one thing. Yeah. But the fact you're using it to self-promote, that might get you in some trouble. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. For my money, put Matt Riddle in the match. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it might make it a little bit more of an exciting match at that point. You know, we're already doing things by the seat of our pants and not giving him any yeah. time to build it anyway. So why not? Um, but yeah, so maybe we're getting Goldberg ex- at SummerSlam. We'll never know. 
Uh, apparently, SmackDown Live going live on a Fox in October. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, the brand split's going to mean something again, according to reports. They've the, decided they're going to adhere to the brand split once it goes live in October. I, w- I would be Fox. for that and get rid of the stupid wild card rule. However, if the ratings don't come, they'll stop again. Oh, I'm so, sure they yeah. will. Which I'm just like, make up your mind yeah. and adhere to a process. Yeah. Which is one of the things that makes me think that I don't think Heyman has a lot of control at the moment. Because I don't think they're going to give two separate guys creative control over all the guys. Yeah. I think it's going to be when they're when they're segmented. Heyman has control over the Raw guys. Bischoff has control over the Smack off, SmackDown yeah. guys. I think that's the way it's going to end up being. And I don't know why they would kind of because it would be a back and forth at that yeah. point. At this point, well, because I do wonder, like you know, when they do bring in a guy, you know, when Roman's on 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 Raw or whatever, and they're like, okay, well, here's what you got to do with him, you know. Yeah. And it's like, okay, then somebody comes up on on SmackDown, and uh, you know, I don't know. And they haven't mentioned the wild card in forever. No. I mean, that just kind of came and went, didn't yeah. it? This is what your fans asked for. No, yeah. we just want consistency and good storytelling. How dare you, Dave? How dare you want <laughs> consistency and good storytelling? And finally this. Um, <laughs> this might be the most hypocritical thing ever. Uh-oh. Seth Rollins has been deemed to be not cool. CrossFit Jesus, who listens to metal, has been deemed to be not cool by WWE management. So Vince has made it his personal ma- mission to make Seth cool. What they... Hmm. Seth, you know... Seth um, Rollins is cool. Again, he's the metal-listening CrossFit Jesus. This guy is cool. Shit, yeah. He's what it's, it's All around, he's a cool dude. And fans really liked him until you tried to make him cool. Now that you've done these stupid storylines with Becky Lynch, and he's looked like a dope against Brock, yeah, uh, you're messing this up, not Seth. Like, let Seth be Seth, and fans will be into him. But I think that's always like been the challenge because I like when he came back and he fought Triple H at Mania, and there was like, well, why didn't he use like the sledgehammer to take out like tri- just, just some storylines, nuances, and stuff? And yeah, I never, and I never felt like the win was convincing enough, right? Like to, to help Seth out. You know, had to be a roll-up or whatever it was because, you know, Stephanie and Triple H collided or whatever. But, like, I just feel like every time there's something with him, they they do something to hold him back. You know, the, the Becky Lynch thing, which didn't do any favors for Becky either. Like, no. really, Which is odd because, like, on Monday, like, with Brock's giving him the beatdown, I'm almost waiting for Becky to show up to save him. <laughs> Dude, I was right there with you. I was right like, there with you. She's just going to show up, which people would have lost their minds. You know, she just stood there going, okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was right there with you. I kept waiting for her because right now she's a hotter, cooler baby face than he is. I, yeah, yeah. Hotter and cooler sounds weird together, but like hotter as far as crowd reaction, cooler as far as her demeanor, like her, oh, yeah, her attitude. Yeah. Because because w- going back to the robbery union when he's with uh, what DX and uh, and who else he was with, a part of the NWO. It just I know like some people are like oh this is great, and and part of me is like I don't know if he really fits that group. I mean like that's almost more of like the other guys who they who they were fighting AJ Styles and uh and Luke and uh, Gallows and, and Anderson. Like those would have been the guys to me almost would have made more sense, but yeah. You yeah. know, Seth was just a square peg in a round hole there. I'm with you. Square peg in a round hole. It's a good way to put it, Dave. That's how WWE feels lately. <laughs> yes, it does. It's like a square gonna, peg in a round hole. Just jam it in there. Yeah, it's going it to work. I tell you. And I'm not guaranteeing. Pregnant Maria. It's going to work. I'm not guaranteeing AEW is going to be amazing. Uh, I will say that I'm looking forward to their debut on, on uh, TNT. Uh, there's something nostalgic about wrestling going back to TNT. I, I, I like absolutely. that. Absolutely. 
you know, as much as we complain about the storylines, if like, and sometimes like the wrestling will save the match. Sometimes. Like if I'm entertained by that and, and I can, you know, work around the, like the but road see, to get there. But sometimes. see, th- that's sometimes. like, that's like being somebody, that's like being a C student who doesn't do their homework, but aces the test. Yeah. That's essentially what that boils down to. Y- yeah. You're passing barely. Because you're doing the bare minimum, and I, I mean that by the company. I don't mean that by the workers. Yeah, those guys are doing everything they need, they can do. And I think that's what saves it is yeah. that they're working their butts off. They're working their asses off. Whereas the company just seems like they're not doing the homework portion of it. They're not doing what leads up to these big tests. Yeah. What's supposed to lead up. And I know this from experience because I was that kind of student. So I know exactly how disappointing this is to your family. Anyways, uh, AEW. Another cool tease they had just by the way was Jericho's taking on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Yeah. And he's teased he's bringing two people with him for that match, two mystery partners. Mm-hmm. And he has said, like, his his words were like, you're not going to believe who it is. And I'm really excited about that prospect because I'm, I'm looking to – see, this is where it, – it, this is what's missing from WWE. Yeah. And a little bit of that is because they're so established and they've got the roster and we know who to expect. AEW being new, they have that benefit of, ooh, new shiny, and we don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. This could be – any number of people, you know, this could be any number of people on the independents or former WWE wrestlers or somebody, you know, you know, maybe somebody we're not even thinking of. Yeah, but it could be anybody. And so there's that element of uncertainty that makes it exciting. I'm like, oh, I have to see who this is. So I that's one of the reasons I'm looking forward to AEW. Now, when they settle into their to their regular show, will it stay as exciting? I don't know. We'll find out. They've got to. They've really got to try to not just. They've got to try to not beat WWE. Don't try to yeah. beat WWE because WWE will beat themselves. That, that was t- you know, problem, yeah. you know that they'll beat themselves with this kind of storytelling. I'm not saying they're going out of business or anything, but I just they'll kick their own asses when it comes to ratings if they do this kind of storytelling. Whereas if you just focus on your product, Jr. put this perfectly on his, his new podcast, Grill and Jr. Uh, with Conrad Thompson. Mm-hmm. He put it perfectly and said, uh, "We're doing what we need to do. We focus on us, not them." You know, because he was talking about when he worked for WWE in the ni- in '97, and how the ratings weren't quite there yet, but they were coming. The buys were going up, the pay per view attendance was going up, yeah. the excitement was building. His logic was: don't worry about what they're doing; they'll shoot themselves in the foot. Worry about what we're doing. We can't control what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the perfect motto for these companies to have, which is where I want AEW to focus on what they're o- they're doing on their side. But what's funny is I want WWE to do the opposite. I want them to focus on what AEW is doing because I want them to take that as a threat. See what's working and go, oh, we should be doing that. Or even if they don't think that that's what they should be doing, but realize they need to do something different. Yeah. Because what AEW is doing is working. That, yeah. and, and and again, this will all, we'll all see how this pans out. Yeah, this guy got I don't really call it a rut or whatever because I mean, there's been some good stuff and there's been some other stuff. I'm I'm okay with calling it a rut. We, yeah. If this was if the if WWE programming was an economy, we would be in a in a recession right now. Yeah, yeah. So hey, SummerSlam's coming up. Oh, let's do a raw reunion show right in the middle of that. Problem yeah. is, none of these shows feel big at all. Like no. I, the, we, no, this should be the biggest we, show of the summer. We couldn't get we couldn't get. Excited for WrestleMania this year. We tried yeah. so hard and we couldn't get excited for WrestleMania. Two matches, I care. Yeah, there was some good stuff on it. Yeah, overall, but yeah. the overall show we just could not get excited about. No. We couldn't get overly excited about the Rumble either. We, you know, it's like you try, but the storytelling going into them is so not well done. It's a hard. It's hard to do. It's really hard to do. I will say, if you're not doing this already, you need to go because this is the only way they can at the moment is go watch the Road to All Out 
stuff that AEW's yeah. doing on their YouTube page because there is some really great storytelling happening on there, and that's the only way they can do it at the moment is via that and their social media. I mean, sometimes, and like not to go back to like Becky Lynch, but like her promos with Natalia on Twitter oh, is, yeah. is better than the stuff that's on television. 100% because they're getting to be them. Yeah. You know, 100%. Yeah. So some of these guys have figured it out, and, and I kind of wish like – I mean, imagine if like a Bray did more of that stuff, you know, yeah. it just somebody, I mean, he's got the produced pieces, but like, but that, but that's, you become the hype machine and you know, you know, she figured it out. How can these other guys not do this? Yep. Cause I'm sure she's just doing, you know, I know they get approval, but like, damn it, run with that ball. By I mean, the way, these guys have this. Cedric gonna, Alexander should be like all over this stuff. I'm going to go ahead and make this prediction for Dave. Now, um, one of Chris Jericho's partners will be Luke Harper. I'm going uh, to make see, that I, prediction I, I for Dave of, now. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Luke Harper is going to show up even though he's still under contract, but. Yeah, well, wait, but when's it up? I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. We don't need to look it up right now. Yeah, well, but. I think he had. I think he's got. He's owed time because he's been hurt so much. You might be to, right, actually. You might yeah, be right. He owes time. But maybe he'll pull the Rick Rude and ECW and just be under a mask. <laughs> there you go. Get away with. He it has like a that. beard. Now he doesn't have a beard. That's right. Well, could it's you imagine he shows so up without weird. a beard? <laughs> no, that'd be horrible. Luke Harper without a beard would look really, really different. But yeah, I don't want to say this but when I typed in Chris Jericho and I was bringing up. It said is out of shape. That's what came up in the search option. So, <laughs> what are you people looking up? He's also going on fifty. Give the yeah. man a break. I think he's. Inc- I hope I'm in that kind of shape at his age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot. So. In any event, that, that's our episode for this week. Yep. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, next week, we'll be doing our preview for SummerSlam. Yeah, thanks for the welfare checks, by the way. Yes, we, not, we, not, yeah, just making sure we're okay. It's been hot out. I appreciate you checking <laughs> on us. Um, but just make sure uh, you stay in touch with us, ESPR at FM99.com. Send us your emails or go to our social media, Facebook.com slash ESPR99 and Twitter uh, at ESPR99. Let us know your thoughts about any of the topics we discussed here, your thoughts on SummerSlam coming. Are you excited? Are you not excited? What is What has you excited if you are? And uh, anything else you'd like us to talk about, let us know. Are you like me? Do you just start on the show? What starts at 7? So I'll start at 8.30 and yeah. just fast forward yeah. and then... Yeah, me too. <laughs> About eleven thirty, had to cut out the intros. Well, in any event, that's episode <laughs> one ten here of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat until next week. Remember, five star rating and review on all your social media or all yes. your podcasting apps. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And until then, remember, Eat Sleep Podcast and long live the king. And repeat. <laughs>